hello, this is Notes from the Back Row, a podcast like no other, different themes, rotating hosts, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the mind. Welcome to Notes from the Back Row, the official podcast of backdashrow.com, champions of unsung and underrated cinema. This is another episode of Cream of the Crud, where Carlo and I talk about what movies we've been watching, news of notable releases, movies we've screened online, and much more. It's a potpourri of podcasting for the cinematically deranged. And I'm Dan Gorman, and as I mentioned, I'm here with Carlo. Hey, oh, hello. What up? Yeah, long time no Paderino, Paderuni. Long time no cast. Like two months almost. Yeah. Can you believe that? (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. Usually usually it's like a month maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah, like once a month (laughs) at least. But I don't know. Is it the summer? Is it just because we we had a hundred episode uh, coming up, but we couldn't decide on what to do for episode 100? So we just weren't doing doing anything <laughs> which is the worst possible solution <laughs> yeah i think it's both because i definitely have been busier yeah um, okay like and i think Same. we were talking before recording you've got like moving and stuff going yeah, on yeah, yeah, and so yeah. i i feel like i've definitely been finding myself more weekends and more nights of being like oh actually i have to do x y and z or yeah, yeah, yeah. oh i planned some fun thing for sunday in advance and then i realized oh yeah i'm also got to run that movie on sunday yeah. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> so yeah yeah same just like kind of busy and uh also not watching a lot of movies really so you know uh it's been like for the entirety of back row i feel like i just checked the site and the last update was in july so august was just like a complete <laughs> flat line for us um but i feel like every summer it, it just kind of grinds to a halt and then september comes rolling in and it's yeah. following time before you know it and everyone is just spending more time inside watching totally. movies so yeah Because like you spend the winter and then the spring and you're watching a ton of stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. yeah, in the the summer, you're still watching things, but you're also like going for a walk or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, 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 for sure. Just summer is always a a big uh, my movie watching just takes a big hit. And yeah, um, I I still watch stuff, but just like, yeah, you're like you go somewhere on the weekend and you're not you're like going you know, visiting someone or like mm. driving to another city or something to go shopping or something. And you're like, yeah. I'm not spending that time. Yeah. You know, I mean, when I'm, I get home that day, I will uh, watch. Not, yeah. 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 For sure. And I'm not necessarily an outdoorsy person, not at all. Even like I said, yeah, me too. <laughs> I still spend a lot of time just inside, but I guess I just uh, shift my focus to other stuff. Like when it's yeah. hot, I'm just like sweating and being miserable and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I just do my, do my work and then just, I don't know take a nap yeah. take a shower <laughs> <laughs> um, totally yeah i'm um, not a big fan of summer really <laughs> yeah i'm excited i've been trying to will the 
chillier weather into existence by wearing <laughs> sweaters and stuff, which is usually How does that a work out for you? Bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Just, Are you just sweating? Because yeah, it's like, not cold. <laughs> like halfway through the day, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> damn it. It's not even, I'm not yeah. even seeing like, leaves back to turn brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, same. It's like, uh, uh, for a second, it seemed like summer was over here, but then today it's, it's kind of summery and tomorrow it's going to be as well. Like maybe starting next week, I see that temperatures are dropping. So I, ho I hope that's the start of it because yeah. I'm, I'm done with summer. It just... There's always one last blast yeah, in, like, in really September. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, like September is still technically summer, so can uh, not in my brain. <laughs> no, is it? Is isn't that like the official like? Well, I guess it depends. You know, like where you live. I know, like uh, in Australia, everything is reversed. Like when yeah. we have summer here in like uh, Western Europe, they have winter, for example. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but it's just like I hit September and I go Halloween. You know, uh, yeah, because you want to, and also it's like the month before Halloween. It's yeah, it's the the month that is like in its entirety uh, Halloween Eve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. Usually, I start watching horror movies earliest. I would say like there's probably been a year when as soon as it's September, I start watching stuff. But usually, yeah. it's more towards the middle of the month, mm. or like to me, technically falls starts september 21st so yeah that's like uh the first day when i have to watch a horror movie like <laughs> yeah no no excuses that is the start totally so <laughs> even if it's still warm outside i would just watch like uh i don't know a summary horror movie then <laughs> totally that works yeah so, well speaking of movies if you go to credbuddies.club, you can join the Discord where we talk about <laughs> lots of movies. We are um, rolling into another month of the CRUD challenge, which is when a user is assigned to somebody else who is also signed up for the challenge. Mm. And they have to pick four movies from that person's watch list. So yeah. I have a list on Letterboxd. So let's say Carlo is assigned to me. Carlo picks four movies from there for me to watch at some point that month. Yeah. Um, this time, it's this, fun. this time you are assigned to me. So you yeah, picked, and you I gave you some stuff. From, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was surprised that you hadn't seen Nothing But Trouble. I have. Oh, you have as a rewatch. Yeah, it is. Okay, like, okay, uh, okay. Of the four movies you assigned to me, two of them were movies I've already seen. Okay, okay. I just put them in my list, so they're fair, fair game. Yes, yeah. Uh, but it's just been a while since I've seen them. Uh, you you picked Pieces for me and Nothing But Trouble. Those are the two yes. I've seen. Okay. Uh, I remember Pieces never clicking for me before, even though whenever someone talks about Pieces, I'm like, I should love this. Like, I, yeah. I'm not sure why I don't. So I'm going to give it another go. Maybe it works this time. Nothing yeah. But Trouble is one of those movies I watched, like rented as a child. And okay. I remember just being a really strange and cursed movie <laughs> uh which is why it's on the list i'm like i want to find out what's up with that movie yeah like it's been so long since i've seen it i know a lot of people hate it <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, uh, it's such a weird thing to exist this like dan Aykroyd. is it a vanity project I'd say so. It's a bit of a vanity pro like it's like I'm gonna it, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm gonna and put plays... myself in this villain role and really ham it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays like one of those 
greasy twin kids mm. too i think yeah i see like several credits so yeah okay yeah uh i'm, I'm also interested in dinosaur island because i i watched <laughs> that um uh, have you seen that yeah, years and years ago, we watched it, my friend Bruce and I and all of our girlfriends. Okay. And I, I remember our girlfriends <laughs> being like, Ugh. is this a softcore porn? Because it's just like so many like sex scenes in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I guess this is kind of a weird addition to a following list because that's my list that I created. But yeah. It's just because it's like directed by Fred Olin Ray and Jim Wynorski. Yeah, I got dinos in it. <laughs> yeah, sure. But no, it's just like this. I don't know. To me, following it's not just horror, but it's also the entire like up all night yeah. sphere for me falls under that because there's so totally. many directors who would do this kind of thing, like Dinosaur Island, maybe a bit more. It's not a softcore movie, but it's kind of like you know a, a dumb, sleazy yeah. late night movie. And they've directed a bunch of horror movies also. So totally for me, that just is the same category, even though there's nothing like I, I would never watch Dinosaur Island on October 31st. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, but but as a pregame, why uh, not? yeah, as a pregame, sure. Like, especially in yeah. September, some some bullshit like that. And totally it's only like, how long is it? Oh, 80, 85 minutes. OK, yeah, but, yeah. 85 minutes. Um, I, thought, I thought it was I, shorter, but OK. <laughs> I always remember. So my friend Bruce that I mentioned, he yeah. used to be on like the forums of i can't remember if it was like retro media or something but like where Fredel and ray and like winorski and all of these like people that were involved yeah. in the movies had like would post and stuff oh really <laughs> and i remember i remember oh, i will always remember him telling me this story about dinosaur island where he said like <laughs> yeah they both were going to direct it together so it was kind of a big deal yeah. and then they both got like a certain amount of money and i think it was I want to say in my mind, it was Fred Olin Ray who was like, yeah, I like put my money like as a down payment on a house or something like responsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Winorski like flew somewhere <laughs> with like a bunch of girls and like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spent all that... the money that was supposed to be for the movie on like sleazy <laughs> bullshit. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th I, I think you've got that right. That definitely sounds like the difference between Fred Olin Ray and Jim Winorski. So, yeah, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's some good dirt <laughs> yeah allegedly i should say but yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah. I'm, that's what i remember being mm -hmm. told about dinosaur island and in my head i was just always like <laughs> let's <laughs> spend all the money from the movie that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah yeah there, there's such a difference between fred Olin ray movies and jim winorski movies like if you've seen enough of them you can sort of tell yeah like there's to me there's always something more a bit more wholesome to a Fred Olin Ray movie. Like yeah. Jim Wynorski movies, they're very entertaining, but they're also more... Maybe it's also because I know what kind of guy he is. He's yeah. More, you know, like like the story you, you just told. Uh, yeah. You wouldn't trust him with, you know... Um, well, pe yeah. People skills. The Wynorski <laughs> documentary is called Papatopoulos because he used to say, come yeah. on down, pop your top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> there you people. go. There you go. Yeah. And there's like shockingly, like I've never heard a story like that from people who've worked with Fred Olin <laughs> Ray. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure there's something, but 
Not to my knowledge. Yeah, so. there's a few times where Wynorski got the balance right, though, because like mm-hmm. Vampirella and Tra- yeah, Transylvania yeah. Twist, there's a few of them where you're like, you got the perfect balance of it's not too sleazy, yeah. but it's comic booky fun. For sure. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like someone was there yeah. to tell him no, maybe yeah. a couple of times. I don't know. I don't know what happened. But yeah, there's a couple yeah. of movies that are definitely more in the wholesome side. Um, <laughs> but then also... Most of them aren't. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and then also on crowdbuddies.club, you can join us for our, our, our movie screenings. Uh, we do some on Sundays. I do some on Thursdays from Time Bandits. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the ones that we watched recently was, is it Zyram 1991? Or is oh, the, it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I actually don't know how it's pronounced. Z- yeah. Zyram? I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's probably in Japanese, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, Keita Amemiya directed mm-hmm. uh, special effects festival. Totally. Blow up um, thingy. And I know that they seem to be a bit of a divisive director. There's a lot of people that really like some of those movies and a mm-hmm. lot of other people that seem to say like, yeah, these are like some of the most amazing effects, but in movies that are very kind of dreary or not as exciting as they should be. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see it said a lot about no. their stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I'm definitely one of the people who's like, I love what he does in like creating visuals, but as a director, I find him sluggish. Yeah, and I get that from watching mm. Zyram, Zram, because... um. You, you based on watching the trailer and 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 from the kind of style of the movie you yeah. you expect like it's gonna be a probably better trailer than a movie yeah you think it's honest. gonna be like a tokusatsu like oh action-packed fight fight him up yeah, yeah yeah and i really i actually really liked it um but i did ha- i did basically have to kind of like adjust and and i kind of felt like it fit for this movie because it's about um, you know, this intergalactic bounty hunter and she's mm-hmm. she's versus this wild monster that's like an unstoppable force. So yeah. I kind of felt like the one on one scenes were sluggish in a way that felt like not real, but it was just like, yeah, you're <laughs> fighting this thing that's just like slowly coming at you and, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, forever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I get I get why people think that, you know, yeah. I just watched it. And I was like, oh, I can I can pinpoint exactly why this is not what pe- some people expect and i i saw um mechanical violator hakaider hakaider yeah i've seen that well as well um yeah and i remember liking it um mm. but it was a edit of justin de Clues, i think that made it a bit oh, pacier. Okay, interesting yeah huh. they, they screened like some kind of a slightly yeah. different edit with some commercial breaks yeah. and made it kind of like a pacier sort of Mappier, more exciting yeah. thing and i remember thinking it was pretty fun okay i've <laughs> but... just only seen the regular version uh i've seen like a couple of kate amamiya mm, he did a common rider movie common rider yeah. uh in 93 i've seen that and again there's some amazing visuals in it and uh, his, his like practical effects and this creature yeah. design so so nasty and just incredible stuff but again the common rider movie i was like i just kind of have to while i'm watching it ignore the fact that i still find it kind of boringly yeah. directed yeah <laughs> which is such it's it, it kind of feels like a waste like this should be like five stars but 
I can't yeah, and that's a short one too, right? It is, it is. That's why I checked it out. I was like, yeah, I'm going to give Amamiya another chance. And mm. the Kamen Rider one is like 50 minutes. And I'm watching him like, man, there's so much good stuff in here. But those 50 minutes feel like 100. And yeah. that's just a, a movie crime. <laughs> and it <laughs> makes me sad because his his work, like he's, he's, he's an absolute talent. Uh, he's also worked in, in a bunch of like Tokusatsu. He does his own like series of Tokusatsu called Garo. Uh, which is a long-running series. Um, he worked on the Super Sentai franchise as well, doing creature design for uh, Jude Ranger, which is what Power Rangers is based on. Uh, so he has his hands in a bunch of like good stuff and uh, classics. But as a director, you know, I would never trust him to direct a movie where he has nothing. Uh, no input in terms of like creature design. Yeah. If it's like just plain directing a movie, only doing that, I would never want to see that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. So go to crudbuddies.club. That's where you'll find all the information about the Discord and the movies that we watch. Um, yep. But uh, until then, we'll do some calls from the public. Okay, so you can also ask us questions in our Discord. We have a Cream of the Crud channel. We tag in there if we're going to do an episode. Um, SK Jam had a question from the last time, which was around the science fiction type of character called the Jor-El, which is the scientist or the expert warning of danger. Um and was asking if there, if we had any ideas of of movies where maybe that character was wrong, and and it it brought to my mind all the slasher stuff, right? Like mm. the guy being like, "You're doomed. Don't go to that cabin or whatever." Yeah. But I those I are think always of. right. <laughs> They're always right. Yeah, Usually, yeah, and, yeah. And it, it would be fun to see a prominent character like that in a slasher movie where they're um, <laughs> where they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just thinking of other stuff like, yeah, you know, the self-referential uh, meta horror, like not just Scream, but uh, the one called There's Nothing Out There. Those are also yeah. like uh, warning people of stuff they're right about. So yeah, like uh, like an example where someone is wrong. I don't know. Honestly, I think there's um, I guess this doesn't totally fit that vibe, but that Tucker and Dale versus Evil movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Where they are like trying to warn the teenagers but about somebody, but they're right about it, but then the teenagers think that they're the killers or something and they keep accidentally dying or whatever by their own will. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I guess they're not wrong. I was trying to think maybe that fit. <laughs> maybe this it's just like a formula that doesn't really work for horror movies. Like there needs to be uh, a subversion of expectations so they yeah. need to be I don't know like the kids have to be stupid and not believe what the the harbinger of uh, of, of evil yeah. is, is uh, announcing so I don't know I would really respect a, a disaster movie that spent the entire movie prepping for this crazy disaster Something that doesn't happen like there's no then, climax yeah, <laughs> at the end of, like the meteors coming down and they're all gonna die but then it fizzles out in our atmosphere or something with <laughs> Simpsons yeah, yeah yeah maybe that's that's the thing like uh, the stuff we're talking about here it would only work in comedy because you're subverting yeah. the thing what is usually played straight yeah or 
or if when you subvert it, you introduce something even worse, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, sure. no, I thought there was a killer on the loose, but it's actually a Martian yeah. with a chainsaw for an arm or something. <laughs> One of my favorite things in movies, uh, it's in Return of the Living Dead when they think they've, like, very early on in the movie, obviously, so you know the yeah. movie's not over yet, but they think they've solved the mm -hmm. entire, like... Uh, prevented a zombie breakout by putting the the zombie remains or whatever in the in the oven but then yeah. the oven creates a cloud and then the, oh. the rain comes down and then it just makes everything worse Th so that's good. a really uh a cool thing like the way they visualize it as well is, is a big part of it of course but i mean um, that's a fucking perfect movie yeah yeah for sure oh, oh my Jesus. god are you kidding me? <laughs> Every time I so I watched that a, a couple years ago, and it had been a couple years before then, and it was such a good like I waited long enough to yeah, yeah, yeah. to not experience it anew, but like have that rush of like, oh, this is perfect. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting goosebumps thinking about that movie. I know it's, like, so it's, good. it's so good, so fucking good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you haven't yeah. seen Return of the Living Dead yet. Totally. Come October. Yeah. <laughs> make, make it to your business to watch that shit. Yeah. And then the other question we had was from Rudeldow. I don't think that we covered this on the last episode. If we did, well, fuck it. We're talking about it again. Are there <laughs> any sequels you've seen without watching the original? Mm -hmm. This was another one that was hard for me to think of because most of the time when I haven't seen the original. Yeah. Like, like there's movies where I went years without seeing like, like, I don't think I ever actually sat down and watched prom night um, okay. until yeah. we did an episode yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. And by then I had already seen two and three. Like, I probably saw clips of one on TV or chunks of it, but I'd never sat down and watched it. Hmm. So that was a situation where like, yeah, like I always loved two for a long time, but then I finally went and watched one. Like, usually I'll make it back to one, you know, if, if I've seen the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with me, it, there's probably definitely been times where I skipped ahead, but then usually I go back and correct yeah. the timeline or whatever. Like I go back to one and I just watch them all. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not all, but just like the first. Like I definitely make it my business to usually not skip the first one. And again, this is also like a tough question because I've seen so many franchises and... I definitely had to consult a letterbox list and, and thankfully there was like a pretty big one. Um, and I did find a couple, uh, a bunch of them as well. I have to say they're like, um, unconnected sequels. Yeah. And, and like, and especially in Italian cinema, you will come across that a lot, but even stuff like, uh, us seals too. Oh, there's one for me. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You've also not seen the first one. No. I've not seen the first one because it's unconnected, I believe. And also, it's an entirely different movie directed by a different team. And it's like, why? Yeah. Uh, from what I've let, uh, read on Letterboxd about that movie, I see no reason to go back to mm -hmm. US Seals 1. Even the fact that US Seals 2 is so good is an anomaly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, yeah, Undisputed. Which is actually kind of a similar case. Like the mm. first of the Undisputed movies uh, was directed by Walter Hill. I'm not a huge Walter Hill fan, even though yeah. I've seen a bunch of his movies because they're all like, I don't know, like cult classics. Uh, but that's like a later Walter Hill movie that has like just like middling reviews, I believe. But then mm. for the second one on, uh, I think they got up to four. 
they were all directed by Isaac Florentine, who also directed U.S. Seals too. Yeah. So I have seen Undisputed 2, 3, and 4 and have not felt the need to go back to 1 because it's... Uh, the Isaac Florentine classic. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, those sequels are just like really good. And that guy, <laughs> again, Isaac Florentine, is it a coincidence that I'm talking about him or not? Because he also had a had a hand in the Power Rangers franchise. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> he just knows how to shoot an action scene and, totally uh walter hill it's that's like an entirely different school of cinema yeah so you know you um, know i've never seen the original planet of the apes but i've seen oh what <laughs> sequels so that's one too oh yeah man that's a major one you know the, what though i've the sequels or the the i've i've only seen the remake and I've seen the Tim three Burton. they did after that. Yeah, yeah, okay. But I've never seen the original or any of the sequels to the original, although I have seen one of the ones they made for TV uh, huh, because I okay. had to watch that for my old podcast. <laughs> huh, okay, because there's like five of those in the yeah. 60s, 70s. Yeah. yeah. They're good. I, I, I like that, like those old Planet of the Apes movies quite a bit, even though they're like not perfect, but the first one is a classic. Uh, the second one gets a little weird which is why I like it a lot as well. And then three, four, and five, it's like diminishing returns, especially the fifth one, if I recall uh, how I feel about them, how I felt about them at the time. But it's also been years since I watched them. But yeah, that'd be fun. For for a franchise frenzy, I would totally watch all the Planet of the Apes movies again, like those first five. Yeah, big time. Um, but I not think, the 80s ones <laughs> from the 80s TV. Ones? Yeah. Are there 80s? There's the 80s one, movies? two, three, four, five, and I watched one of them. Uh, do those bleed over into the 80s? Yeah, ni- they're all from the they're all from 1980. What the hell? Back to the Planet of the Apes, Forgotten City of the Planet of the Apes, Treachery and Greed on Planet of the Apes, Life, Liberty, and Pursuit on Planet of the whoa, Apes, whoa, whoa, Farewell the to Planet of the Apes. <laughs> what the fuck? I only know about the original is 68, then the sequel is in 70, and then yeah. 71, like 72, beyond 73. Yeah. Those, yeah, the last one, to my knowledge, is in 73. Yeah, and then they made like five in the in 1980 for TV. What the fuck? Well, I guess I saw the last of all of those for my podcast. I'm looking at like Planet of the Apes lists right now, and they're what? Oh, okay. I see, I see them popping up now. So what? What I believe I recall them being is that they were like they took episodes of the series and turned them into movies to play on television. Oh, that's that's some bullshit. Like, Don't, hey, here's hey, it's a Planet movies. of the Apes television <laughs> movie, and it's like two episodes of the show cut together with some extra footage or something. Man, that's wild. I've, I had no clue. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, I remember it being boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. There was like a thing about like who's going to build a hang glider so yeah. the apes can conquer the, the skies. That's okay. what I remember. About. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm seeing <laughs> your review now of like farewell, farewell to the planet of the apes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would watch those for franchise <laughs> frenzy, but those if you haven't seen the seventies ones, we could watch those. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> it's a date. Yeah. Uh, uh, actually, like one title I came up with where I've I've still never seen the first one is the the Angel movies. 
Oh I, yeah. I've seen Avenging Angel and Angel Three. Okay. But still never seen the first one. And then there's also a fourth one, but that's not what we're what we're really talking about here. Yeah. Um I like the first one. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I know people like it. Um, but I don't know why I never like I had those movies and I was like just kind of stalling, checking him out. And for some reason, I just skipped to the second one because yeah, I know I, I know I know she's like supposed to be like an underage. Um, what's the politically correct term for what she does? Sex worker. Sex worker. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, and and that kind of creeped me out a little bit, even though I know the actress is not underage, but she's like portraying an underage sex worker. I was like, oh, this is I don't know. Uh, I'm I don't know. I I sense bad vibes. So I skipped it's, to the yeah. I skipped yeah. to the second one where she's older. Yeah. So I don't know. That makes the, sense. The the actress also is, is it's Betsy Russell for the second one, and she's also you know like an adult woman playing a sex yeah. worker, which felt less. And the second one, I believe, is also a bit more like comic booky almost in mm-hmm. vibe, um, which you know just like based on reviews of the Angel movies, I was like, I guess I'll watch the second one, and then I watched the third one because it's directed by the guy who did um, Reform School Girls. Yeah, which is a fun movie, um, and then I just never watched another Angel movie, not yet. So, yeah, that, that's um, yeah. I think I think the actress was in their twenties when they made it. Yeah, yeah um, I know she was like, uh, but I do. But it does say on Wikipedia they they are fifteen in the movie. So yeah, and and she has like a young looking like she, she yeah the is, poster's is, like is, oh look it's a child yeah. yeah but she's like convincingly like is she like you have to go and check online whether she's actually underage yes, or not because yeah. that's the actress they yeah, chose she looks for, really young yeah. yeah she they like deliberately chose the actress I, to yeah come and, I, and it is really gross but i do remember the movie being surprisingly not as sleazy as i thought it was going to be okay um i mean you got to do some mental gymnastics to get past yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's but still... but I remember it, it almost having like an after school special vibe with yeah. like a bit more of an edge. And I do also remember there was a uh, a character in the movie that I don't know if they're explicitly um, coded as trans, hmm. um, but I remember being like, oh, they're treating these characters that are around Angel as like people, not just like punchlines and i remember yeah, being yeah, kind yeah. of surprised by that okay, for a movie yeah. from 1984 yeah yeah there's some of that have you seen any of the sequels or just no i haven't oh, okay yeah they're pretty good like two and three pretty good like i, yeah. I can't compare it to the first one but um yeah 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 nice Anything well else? i think that's it okay let's uh let's talk about some physical media on the news um there was a bunch of announcements from Vinegar Syndrome. They are putting out Amityville Horror 4K, Mutant Hunt, Iceman Cometh, Red Rising Sun, and Buried Alive, the 91 version, hmm. which is interesting because I just watched Mutant Hunt. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the Vinegar <laughs> announcement. I was like, oh, you just watched that. And I yeah. I think I watch listed it. So Yeah, so yeah. Um, that's which... a weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> which version do you think Vinegar is going to put out to the 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 slower full moon i don't know upload yeah. or the, the yeah. actual version for people listening if you go watch mutant hunt on the official uh full moon 
YouTube channel, they've slowed it like 75% so that it's an hour and a half. I don't know if they did that intentionally or not. Um, it could be a, I wouldn't put mistake. it past them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, but yeah. yeah. So the, all the fight scenes are like just a little slow and it was, I mean, it was amazing <laughs> in some ways. I was like, I love how, how slow these fight scenes look like the, the Hong Kong cinema fan in me is like, how can slowing down fights be good? But then it's, I've also then I've also seen like the uh, what's the McNamara brothers movie? Oh yeah, oh, the uh, first one, Twin Dragon, Twin Dragon, something encounter? like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Twin Dragon Encounter, Twin Twin Dragon Encounter. We streamed that uh, yeah. a while back, and and that also has like the most baffling slow motion, yes, almost abstract fight scenes. Whereas like this is, it's not supposed to be doing that but it's yeah. kind of intriguing so i get yeah. it yeah mutant mutant hunt was like it, it was just because the fight scenes were the kind of like you know medium to wide angle of just these two actors like pretending to punch each other and then <laughs> toss somebody aside so like they're they're like you know they're doing the best they can and i you know but that you slow it down a little bit and it just looks that much more like here i'm gonna punch you now <laughs> like i'll dodge it i guess oh <laughs> it God. looked really funny <laughs> yeah i'll uh i'll get around to it when vinegar yeah. releases it i guess I, I think that might be the best yeah would you have enjoyed the movie if it was <laughs> not yeah. as slow like i think so like i didn't yeah. love it overall but i think that okay. it has its full moon charms of that or empire i think is when this one came out um, oh it's it isn't actually like charles i think it's a, yeah i think it's an earlier one oh, okay um from before full moon it's directed by somebody who mostly did gay porn oh okay <laughs> um but yeah, uh it's weird if there's like a full moon connection and I haven't seen it yet because yeah, I think it was from the Empire era or even the Wizard era. Yeah. Um but oh, yeah, yeah like it, it's kind of yeah. charming. It has its charms. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen any other Tim King movies. Uh Ro I, Robot Holocaust. I yeah, think? I've also seen Breeders and Oh, I've seen Breeders too, so sleazy. Yeah, very sleazy. Oh my god. <laughs> Robot Holocaust I have marked as watched. I think I watched it in like a movie marathon. Yeah. decades ago so i don't remember but i feel like i, I probably watched that <laughs> yeah um uh, did yeah. you see that uh, there's a sunny chiba collection coming from oh, yeah. show factory yeah, yeah yeah i saw that yeah. um but yeah shout factory is i i still can't do like region free yeah uh, I, I can do region freely free blu-rays but i don't have a region free player or anything yet so mm -hmm. that's not options for me also like the movie selection i thought was a bit I don't know. Like, I didn't really see any big Sonny Chiba name, like movie names in there, really. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's cool that they're like giving Sonny Chiba some extra love. I know they already put out the Street Fighter movies yeah. trilogy, uh, Shout Factory did. So, yeah, yeah so it's cool. Yakuza Wolf 1 and 2, Bodycar Bodyguard Kiba. Yeah. Bodyguard, Kiba 2, Shogun Shadow, Samurai Reincarnation, Swords of Vengeance. These are definitely like a bit more obscure Sonny Chiba picks, I feel, because of the ones you mentioned, like even like Yakuza Wolf is, uh, it's early 70s. I have not seen it. Mm -hmm. uh, Sonny Chiba. I wonder, yeah. do, you, do you think that there was an element of like, you know, we've released a, a, some other ones mm -hmm. and, and, 
and I think they noted that some of these are making their like North American Blu-ray debut. I yeah, wonder yeah, if just yeah. some of it is like what you know, what can we put out that hasn't been put out in North America yet? You know, Maybe, that's yeah. still gonna be interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could be. I mean, I love Sonny Chiba, he's an incredible screen presence. So the more Sonny Chiba is like yeah. available in great quality with a uh with a great translation, the better. Yeah. Like R.I.P. That guy is just uh, one of my favorite actors ever. Yeah. So this this is really cool of them. Yeah, and I was stoked to realize that my friend Tom um, Tom Ralston. You can follow him on Instagram at Studio R A L S T O N. Yeah, they did the uh, the art for it, and I didn't even re- yeah. I didn't even totally realize it until they posted it. And I was like, I've been like looking at that in my Discord. People have been posting it, and it's totally yeah. you. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's that's cool. That's that's yeah. great art. Yeah, it's pretty good. Cool, um, cool stuff. Uh, and so I made note of this. I don't know anything about it, but um, Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds from 1977. Um, it's a kaiju film. And uh, Discotech Media is putting it out. I just saw the poster oh, for it and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this looks like a fun <laughs> kaiju movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I probably have this, have that watch listed on my letterbox, probably on account of the announcement from mm-hmm. Discotech Media. I feel like yeah. Discotech Media is uh, putting out a lot of good stuff recently. Like they announced a couple of things where I was like, ooh, um, but I, it's it's not like coming to me right away. Yeah, I I don't know this kaiju movie, The Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. No, I, I just also, saw the art and was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I also don't know the director. It doesn't seem like anyone of note, really. Even looking at the cast, hmm. see a couple of people I know logged it, but still, this is again a pretty obscure pick. But um, yeah, I'll watch it. If it's a kaiju yeah. movie, I'll watch it. If it's one I haven't seen yet, for sure. Sometimes I think the ones made by people that didn't make a lot of movies and they were like trying to get in on the kaiju thing are yeah, yeah that definitely happened yeah for sure there's, yeah there's a bunch of those oh yeah, like, yeah. the art now on her Facebook looks pretty cool yeah I feel um, like there was something else but I also noticed that Error four 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 is putting out a bunch of martial arts films imperial sword killing the devil challenge of the lady ninja fatal termination and thrilling bloody sword which was put out by gold ninja recently so yeah what that's that's weird that is weird yeah like i guess those rights don't belong to anyone so no anyone can release this and i guess like from the sounds of what I saw from error 444 was that when that announcement came out, they had said that they're like doing like a restoration. So maybe they have a, a totally separate print because the gold ninja got a print and then yeah. did like a recolor or whatever yeah, 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 and yeah. restored it a bit. Yeah. But maybe the, this was just something that happened completely separately. And like, I did see Justin say somewhere on Twitter or on discord yeah. about like, you know, I don't own the rights to the movie. So yeah, yeah. Oh well, but what sucked was, I think they mentioned on Twitter that people saw this announcement that had it pre-ordered or had it ordered with gold ninja for the second yeah. round. And then we're like, Oh, I'm going to cancel or whatever. And that sucks. Yeah. That's too bad. Cause like, I don't know, like what, what Justin did bring that movie, like finally yeah. finding that movie and putting in the work and releasing it so people can see it and stuff that's yeah. so like kind of feels like they're stealing his thunder a little bit you know totally i can i definitely get that he's a little 
bummed out by it. Yeah, I uh, would be. E- yeah. Even, even if I understood that, like, these things can be going on simultaneously and somebody else yeah. could have known about this movie and found a print and be had been trying to get the rights to release mm-hmm. it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Even if it wasn't, like, an intentionally thing, you still go, like, fuck, well, like, you know, people yeah. canceled orders and now I'm not, like, selling these things I'm reprinting. It's a fucking bummer. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you're a back row listener, go to Gold Ninja yeah. <laughs> and, and get Trilling Bloody Sword. Uh, yeah. The reprint. And then uh, go to Air 444 and buy some of the other ones. Uh, yeah, sure. Get it buy all. Fatal Termination, whatever. Yeah, get it all. Like, support, yeah. support all these obscure movies being released on Blu-ray because it's, yeah. it's a great time to be living in for for that kind of thing. Oh, you know Def- what? You know, I would just like check in the Discotheque Media Facebook uh, page. You know what they are putting out? October 25th on Blu-ray, Space Sheriff Govan. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they're putting out a set of Govan. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It really is. Like, finally an official uh, release of a Metal Hero. Actually, it's not the first Metal Hero show they will be putting out. But this is, like, this is the first one uh, ever created and the best one still. (laughs) Nice. So that's really cool. Totally. Yeah, I got to watch more of that. I should look into getting that. Yeah, I just got the Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, saying now, like, a couple of times when these releases are announced, and, and not just that, like, there's a bunch of, like, tokusatsu stuff out on DVD from Shout Factory, like the Super Sentai Seasons. There's a new one that just released, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Five Man. And every time, just like, uh, next time I maybe make it out to Toronto and then I find it on DVD somewhere like uh maybe then i pick it up but i'm not ordering it online because it's so expensive for me to get yeah and i hate that (laughs) (laughs) i want some tokusatsu on dvd well i have like the ultraman stuff on blu-ray but other than that it's a bit hard nice Uh, customs and region blocking bullshit yeah yeah um all right, well, let's get into our cruddy recommendations corner. Crud! Um, I want to get this one out because we were just talking about like tokusatsu and like uh, Japanese uh, companies. And so I have, you know, a stack of Blu-rays I've been collecting and trying to get time to watch. And a couple of the most recent ones that I ordered, I decided the other day I was going to watch. And mm-hmm. and I was really surprised to see um, <clears throat> Bandai Entertainment and Toho come up in the credits for 1987's The Kid Brother, which was mm-hmm. a Canadian um, movie released by the Vinegar Syndrome partner label, Canadian International Pictures, I want to say, the CIP. Yeah. Um, where they're just doing Canadian stuff. And so it's a movie directed by a French Canadian director and it's co-produced by Bandai and Toho. Um, okay. and it t- but it takes place in the States. So it was just a very intriguing mix of, uh, of, of people. And so it's a, it's a movie about a kid who was born um, with complications where they had to remove his legs. And so he's a kid that is, you know, just a kid from the waist up and he walks around using his arms. Um, mm. Oh, this and... is actually like an actual person who only has yep. like, cause I'm seeing now on Letterboxd. The poster. The, yeah. There are other credit as well. It's, it's, I think a documentary. Yeah. Documentary. Yeah. Like the a man, TV thing. Yeah. yeah. The man with half a body. So it's yeah. actually like, yeah. 
Totally. And it's just like, so the movie is based on, you know, the reality of him having this condition. Yeah. And the director, Claude Gagnon, went and met with the kid and sort of like met with his family and then wrote the movie so that it was inspired a little bit by his real life, but it's also fiction. Mm -hmm. Um, So the movie is like about this kid who, um, who has like a TV documentary come in and film the family. Um, But while there's also some uh, coming of age drama between him and his brother, because his brother's like a teenager and is starting to like get into girls and Mm -hmm. he's sort of like a little jealous and his sister doesn't live at the house, but she comes back when the TV people come because she's kind of like wants to get in with the TV people and yeah. And but like it has sort of like a rough past with the family. And so it's it's just like kind of slice of life coming of age, you know, hangout, charming movie. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of like Kenny and company in the sense of it's just like, here's here's <laughs> a snapshot. Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> also somebody <laughs> about Kenny. But yeah, that kind of like, here's a snapshot of these kids and like what's going on in their lives. And yeah. but the, in this one, it's like a very, um, you know interesting take with it being somebody who has that um you know no leg thing but and there's a lot of stuff about him struggling with like um you know the doctors want him to wear these like prosthetic legs and and kenny's like absolutely not i can like get around better without them Hmm. and i really loved it i thought it was really sweet and charming and just the right amount of drama um it never gets so like yeah like it never gets too bleak or too corny sad or it's just very like yeah not corny or melodramatic it's just very mm-hmm. sweet and charming and can the performance from kenny is so um so sweet and charming and 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 really amazing actually yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, does he get around on a skateboard he does sometimes like he skateboards oh, okay. around okay. he like because that's like the poster things. it's like yeah. him on, a, on the skateboard uh, yeah, at the at the end of the movie, he goes down a hill, um, and that's kind of the shot of him with his arms out. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah, he like I mean, it's super interesting to watch because it's it's not something that you see very often. So the first mm-hmm, sure. few minutes of the movie, you're like, "Whoa, this is wild!" Like, but like they get around so well, and they're like hanging from things and jumping around. It's like just really. Yeah. A really fascinating movie and and i guess it was kind of a hit a little bit outside of canada like in japan and in france okay it was kind of a cult hit and but yeah i hadn't heard of it um same never had like 84 views right now on, yeah. on letterbox but the blu-ray is amazing uh and a lot of extra stuff on there like yeah the, the story behind how this movie even came to be with like toho and uh definitely it, uh, bandai even yeah, so there's an interview with Claude, the director, and his partner, who is yeah. Japanese, who is his oh, producing okay. partner and, I think, life partner or wife. Um, yeah. And so you you do get to hear in some of the interviews, there's like a 30-minute making of where, you know, somebody met with the director and said, like, you should meet this kid, like, mm-hmm. you should make a movie about him. And he was very like, I don't want to make this, like, exploitative movie about a kid that doesn't okay. have legs or whatever. But then he met kenny and they hit it off and his partner i guess was involved with the production and so they brought yeah. in like some japanese production uh companies and yeah and i'm just, looking at yeah. the credits and seeing like a bunch of like japanese like producers and yeah. cinematographer cool totally so really cool 
Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because you like your segue was like talking about tokusatsu and stuff. Here's this yeah. like <laughs> dripping drama about yeah. a, a kid with half a body. <laughs> totally, that happens to be produced by but you know Japanese companies. Yeah. So I'm like expecting like oh do they get around like yeah. uh, do they use practical effects to show this yeah. kid or? <laughs> well, isn't it isn't it wild to look at the cinematographers? Um, letterboxed where it's like you know godzilla Let's godzilla oh, yeah. samurai movies and then also yeah, right. this this tender drama about yeah. uh, this kid yeah the yeah godzilla versus biolante godzilla <laughs> 2000 and then yeah also did so, uh, oh yeah okay yeah it's good i i highly recommend the kid brother aka kenny nice. um, go check out the vinegar syndrome page you know i'm really excited to see more of these canadian releases so yeah it's cool yeah. like uh, still so many uh, i feel like especially like canadian movies just yeah. still being buried yeah uh, by i don't know what or who but mm -hmm. it's so I, weird i think justin DeClue also mentioned on twitter a while back about like it, it's exciting because this is put out and it's one of one of the first that that company has put out that isn't mm. um, related to the NFB, the National Film Board. OK, so I guess there's like this company called Elephant that is, you know, restoring a lot of like French, um, Quebec, French, like related cinema since the director is a a, a French Canadian. Yeah, so yeah, I guess yeah. they got them in partnership to, to release this. But mm. yeah, interesting that they're they're um, reaching out for of the NFB stuff that you might expect a little bit here and there. And and I think mm. all the good for it, because I wouldn't have seen this if I didn't blind buy it. Yeah, no, so, I get that. Because yeah. again, like I've never heard of it. You had never heard of it before. So <laughs> uh, it's like yeah. you mentioned on the show a couple of times before. Sometimes it's like these movies just coming to existence uh, it's like they materialize because we're running out of movies to watch we're, we're <laughs> yeah. not we're really not but no sometimes yeah it's like where does this shit keep coming from where do they <laughs> keep finding it it's incredible yeah are these like actual old movies or are people like <laughs> i don't know will, willing them into yeah. existence as an as an old, <laughs> as an old movie yeah definitely uh, so many goddamn movies what, uh, what's your next pick? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm not watching any of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just still like, I don't know, like how much do people want to hear me talk about more tokusatsu, really? Um, I do. Than... <laughs> oh, do you? Really? <laughs> I mean, other than tokusatsu, like since we did the last episode, we watched Dick and Strike. In... Yeah. Yeah, July 7th, I watched both of those. Since then, I've watched like maybe 10 movies. Okay. And, and we're like September 3rd now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I watched a couple of good ones, but it's I feel like even the stuff I watched in July, it's so long ago now, it, I, I hardly remember mm. what to say about those. Um, yeah, just mostly tokusats, really. And we've also been watching like kind of... Uh, this weird thing keeps happening where whenever Michelle and I take a trip somewhere um and we're at a hotel or like staying at my sister and we end up just like watching what's on tv sort of like during breakfast especially like uh i remember like one of the first times we went together to london there was like marathons of fraser on tv mm. and that was sort of like uh the insight uh sort of an incentive to start watching fraser yeah. so we watched <laughs> the entirety of fraser and then it happened with 
another show I feel like probably it's, yeah it's sometimes it just happens like sort of like with Seinfeld just the same we're just like channel surfing a little bit yeah. and then Seinfeld comes up like oh I remember Seinfeld from back in the day like I <laughs> watched it a couple of times and then we're like oh I'll just get all of Seinfeld and we'll start watching that and now we're kind of like I don't know how into it Michelle really is but during like um when we eat we put something on to watch we're watching the 60s batman show now Mm -hmm. which also happened just because we were at my sister in copenhagen and they have this tv service where there's a bunch of like it's not like a proper official tv service it's this thing where you pay for an account and you like pretty cheaply get a ton of channels yeah uh, called like an iptv Thing. and they have like a bunch of like 24 7 channels so like one channel is like 24 7 this tv show 24 7 this actor 24 yeah. 7 and and so forth you know and one of the channels was batman and we were like kind of zonked out because we had a you know like when we do city trips and you want to explore a new city like copenhagen you're just going around and by the time you come back uh staying at my sister's place you're just so dead tired and you just want to stare at some tv a bit before you nod off um and yeah i don't know we just put on like old batman junk and it's not the first time i'd ever seen like the old batman stuff like i'd seen the batman movie the 1966 batman movie uh i'd seen some episodes when they were airing here on belgian tv i want to say like 50 maybe 20 years ago by this point there was like a short period where they were actually broadcasting that here. Um, like, uh, I remember catching some episodes then, but I don't think I was ever really like back in the day clued in at how self-aware this TV show is. I, I yeah. just, I just thought, okay, this is, stu- this is old and it's stupid because it's old. It's like, I don't know. Like yeah. I probably thought like, yeah, this is like 50s, 60s. People thought this was like legit straightforward. Just yeah, how, you, yeah, how... you could, you almost, for, for you almost like get the the osmosis of into the popular culture. Yeah. That, like it seems like popular culture in a way where you where you think like, oh, that was such a silly show, and yeah. then all these people are making jokes about how silly it was. Well, when <laughs> yeah. you go back to it, there must have been some kind of laddering up of silliness where you're yeah. gonna get back to it and think that it's actually being played straight or whatever but yeah, it was yeah, yeah. actually like really leaning into the camp right it's super leaning into yeah. it like i know that now but it's just like the the characters like none of the characters are in on the jokes yeah which is like what kind of throws you off i i, I assume yeah um, but like the show is the show is absolutely 100 yeah. like because uh, like in the batman movie from that era too yeah. there's all this stuff with like the shark bomb and all this yeah, stuff yeah, and it's and like he's not going and... <laughs> yeah he's not going oh the shark bomb wink 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 it's like yeah, no yeah. i'll get my bomb that's for sharks like no that's... this is for real this is that de- <laughs> deadly serious to me <laughs> batman and boy yeah. wonder yeah. <laughs> um but yeah we're watching that now i'm a, i am really enjoying it because it's like you say it's just like the epitome of camp and goofy bullshit and everything that happens in that show is just so committed to the bit, yeah. to the nonsensical bit. And everyone is having fun playing their parts yeah. and playing it so perfectly. Um, yeah, I actually just got the Blu-ray, which has the entire show. Oh, um, nice. Uh, 
yeah, we, we caught some episodes at my sister's place and then I was like, I'm just going to download this. Yeah. But then I was like, actually the set, the Blu-ray set is super cheap. It's like 30 euros. I paid for the entire show with just 120 episodes. Yeah, bang Three, for your buck. Yeah, absolutely. Like 120 episodes to go through. It'll take a while. I know there's like uh, Vincent Price plays like one of the villains, uh, but I think he's only in like five or six episodes. He plays Egghead. I'm really looking forward to him showing up because I'm a big Vincent Price fan and I know he like relishes uh, the opportunity to play like a hammy villain. Um, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. But like everyone has been perfect. Like there's the, we've watched like the dozen or so episodes by this point. Um, no recurring villains yet, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just found out fairly recently that i love the 60s batman show yeah, like awesome. way, way more than i uh that i'm than i am into like modern uh versions of it. it yeah it's also so weird like the way batman has gotten so serious over time like even if you go from 60s batman to tim burton batman there's still yeah. a lot of camp in tim burton batman but it's also a step towards more serious batman Definitely, still yeah People were like really upset about those, particularly Batman Returns. You know, parents were very upset that there was like toys based on that movie because of how dark it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's still very like, yeah, there's still it's still kind of silly and campy in, in many oh, yeah, ways. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And Batman Returns is still to me probably like the best Batman movie. Oh, other man, than I agree. The 60 stuff like Batman. Uh, yeah. The, the first Tim Burton movie, it's it's OK. Like it has good stuff to it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's not, kind of it's a slug, sluggishly directed movie. I, I always feel when I go back to it, but Batman Returns is just like firing all, all sim yeah. cylinders and it's yeah. And it's all thanks to the villains and like the commitment to making almost more of like a horror -y Batman movie, like this gothic horror, like yeah, uh, one of Tim Burton's best. Absolutely. And the script, I believe, was in was it written by or partially written by the the person who did Dan, Daniel Waters, who did Heather's. Oh, so okay. there's like I a didn't kind of dark comedic yeah, like yeah. angle on it that I feel like really works for that. And oh. I agree with you. The first the first Batman has like an amazing world and set and it has yeah, that yeah, yeah. great balance of comic bookiness and darkness. Yeah. Um but when I go back and watch that movie, because it wasn't one of the, because the original Batman wasn't a movie that I watched like over and over again as a kid. Mm -hmm, yeah. I'm, I'm like you, I see lots of stuff that I love in that movie. And then lots of stuff where I'm like, well, this is a pretty uneven movie. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like there's definitely stuff I love, like absolutely yeah. adore about that movie. But as a whole, it's kind of. Amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, Jesus. Yeah. Friends, come on. Totally. Um, I just, it's interesting talking about, tokusatsu on this show and then also the batman stuff that you're talking about and how fun it is there was a tweet recently and i can't remember who said it mm. um but it was like they were talking about modern television and they tweeted something like yeah um you know if there was a tv show called like surfing surfing vampire <laughs> it, back in the day every damn episode he'd be surfing and yeah. getting in adventures but these days <laughs> it'd be like the whole season is getting him the surfboard at the end and then 10 minutes of surfing. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I just feel like watching yeah. tokusatsu shows and stuff, it's just like, this is just a bag of candy. And every minute is me taking more candy and putting it in my mouth. Or like yeah. the old Batman show. It's like, yeah, this is exactly. Nonstop silly and fun. <laughs> yeah. If you're doing like superheroes, I don't know, like why? Uh, yeah. Just yeah. Don't get me started. Um, yeah. Well, like when I watch <laughs> Supergirl, 
yeah, for the first time like last year. Oh, and I was movie. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is what people hated when it came out. This is like, this is a hoot. They, <laughs> like people just didn't know how good they had it. Yeah. <laughs> Even something like Supergirl um, and the old Superman movies as well. Like they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like still yeah. fun enough <laughs> to me overall. But yeah, Definitely. exactly. Agreed about like Tokusatsu. And that's why I believe like Japanese Tokusatsu, even now, like I've been watching more modern stuff. Uh, I don't love the computer effects. I know it's a, it's a reality of like making a modern day Tokusatsu yeah. show. There's still practical effects in there. So there's still stuff for me in there yeah. personally. But they still get that this should be all ages, fun, colorful. Don't think about it too much. Every yeah. episode... Uh, has to feel like you're like overdosing on candy (laughs) they still get that and and meanwhile over in america you've got like dark and gritty um whatever like all of the superhero franchises there's so few times where it's like okay this one uh like for example the animated spider-man movie like into the spider-verse that was one that really really got it knew what it was doing to me um but like the in the, the the general Marvel jokey tone, it's it's it feels like a little half-assed to me, you know. Yeah, I like I don't mind that. Like I do think that they balance some of that with certain movies. Like I really enjoyed the second Ant Man movie. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. I know what you mean that there's there's a I don't know. I, I I've dri- I've followed the Marvel movies so much less these past few years, but I don't know. There there's there's something about, I don't know if it's like the sheen of the Marvel, like production line, Mm. because like some of the movies do have like, like Dr. Strange has like a fun, different look to it than some of the other ones. Like you get the, but there's just something about them that, that feel homogenous. I don't know. They, they, they do blur together even as different as some of them can sometimes be. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's true. Like it's also, I feel like in, in the Marvel movies, like not just the Marvel movies, but in like American superhero mo- who, uh, superhero movies, there's always this sense of like, okay, we're doing like uh, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek superhero movie, but we still want to be taken seriously as a movie. Mm-hmm. There's there's still always that where I'm like, just fuck it. Like, why are you you just own yeah. own what you are you know yeah or, <laughs> just... or the the seriousness is almost like we we're gonna have fun in this movie but the overarching but still story cool, you know yeah the overarching story from movie to movie is gonna be serious yeah so yeah that when exactly. the avengers thing happens where everybody dies yeah. you know because that we've been leading up to this you're gonna yeah. have to be emotionally impacted which is fine but yeah. i know what you mean like there's that's, I think I it's guess, why people reacted to the second, the third Thor movie so well is because it was like, oh, oh yeah, or, yeah, the, or sure. the Guardians, where it was like, oh, finally you're finding a way to balance the yeah. like emotional <laughs> core of this movie with like some fun shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's so few and far between. It feels like almost like that's also why it dropped off. And yeah, I guess that's just like what people want, really. Like we, our voices are so tiny in comparison and i'm <laughs> over here like watching like super sentai shows and yeah. even the popular <laughs> even the popularity of those in japan has like diminished yeah Im- immensely like they're not as popular as they used to be not even close like people like common rider a lot more now and again common rider those shows t- uh tend to be more serious and and edgy and and dark uh 
um, not all of them, like there's differences in every yeah. common rider season, but compared to Super Sentai, which is like the poppy, colorful, fun stuff, yeah, which I am more into. Um, it's just not hitting the same numbers anymore. It's like every, yeah. every year people are like, will there be another Super Sentai season, uh, season <laughs> after 46 years? Is it finally going to end? Uh, meanwhile, Kamen Rider is like a, a, a 20, 30 billion a year franchise in Japan. It's, mm-hmm. it's blowing everything else out of the water just... But yeah, that's yeah. I feel like in North America television, um, I feel like there is a a gap of of the the type of shows that we're talking about with the tokusatsu shows, mm-hmm. where it's like fun for people that are young and also fun for people that aren't young, but not in a way that is like <laughs> like when I think about North American television, I think okay, there's a lot of like children's shows that are just for children. There's some children's shows that straddle the line with some more adult, you know, themes like Mm -hmm. some cartoon network stuff, which are generally pretty great. But, but a lot of the stuff that comes to my mind where it's like, Oh, are you able to be like funny or fun while also having like a story I want to follow? And I think of some shows like, um, reservations dogs was one I just watched or, or that fool, which was a comedy I just watched on Disney plus that is also sort of like has some interesting storylines to it, but I don't think I can't think of stuff that like I'm drawn to. That's like, what am I going to for like pure escapism in television? And like, I feel like the only stuff that's there is the Marvel stuff like she Hulk or, you know, the sillier shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm trying to think of like, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's like Power Ranger shows still going on, but like I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, there are <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, for me, it's also just like what those North American shows really lack is they're, they're almost afraid to be like full on all ages shows, yeah. and especially with these Super Sentai shows, like you know, uh, especially in the '80s and and '90s there will be more movies where you would like, for example, be watching, this is like pre-internet age. And I sort of blame that or like blame or (laughs) accredit it to that. The fact that you could get away with making like a children's movie. I'm making air quotes. Yeah. But it feels too weird and adult for children. Cause there's like weird stuff. uh, Yeah. Adults making like in jokes or like innuendo and stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's, 100% 100% what you get with these Super Sentai shows. Like, just on the surface, you could walk past them and you'd be like, oh, this is a kid's show. But then yeah. you actually sit down and watch them. You're like, this is, I don't know, way too weird and psychotronic and yeah. all over the place for children at times, it feels. So, yeah, that's, really that's what children? I kind of want, right? Because, like, I feel like my examples are like shows that would be traditionally considered a drama but they're actually really hilarious and and that and those are two of the shows that i've been loving recently but Mm -hmm. but i'm 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 interested i am interested in like where's the psych where's the psychotronic you know yeah wild stuff and i feel like we got close there with stuff like adventure time or like you know animation more for sure yeah more in animation where like these are really great shows and they're hilarious and they have heart and they're fun yeah that's that's the thing with the super sentai as well like i always talk about like live action and animation live action anime whatever live action cartoons that's what they are you know and i love seeing i'm a big fan of like just seeing miniatures and practical effects yeah and that's something you like, I love animation as well, 
But that's mm-hmm. something I sometimes miss in animation, seeing practical effects and stuff. Yeah. Like, like practical effects is such a big reason why I watch anything. Like the reason I fell in love with horror movies was practical effects. Totally, like totally. I saw the thing, I saw Evil Dead. I was like, it's amazing that people can create this stuff. And yes, it looks like it yeah. looks not perfect, but that's why it's perfect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and Are you what... gonna watch any of that Starfleet series? Uh, Star... Yeah, it was like. Is so that I the, think it... with the puppets? Yeah, I think it was called X Bomber. Yeah, yeah, yeah X Bomber. I, yeah, I, it's on. I have a big Tokusatsu watch list at this point. Yeah. It's definitely on there. So yeah, I mean, I not it's yet, it's but... really fun. Yeah, um, cool. I've I was never huge into the Super Marionation, you know. Yeah, yeah like Thunderbirds shows. and stuff. Yeah. Like I thought, I, I've seen some of them, and they're and they're. They're cool. I watched them when I was a kid and I find them intriguing, but there's yeah. an interesting mix of like, it's that kind of a show, but it's a tokusatsu show too. Yeah. That makes it kind of fun. Like it's nice. again, it's not something that I'm going to sit down and watch like 10 in a row of, but every time I put one on, it's just full of miniatures and fun, fun, like action and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 I will definitely at one point, but <laughs> And there's way more tokusatsu shows than I ever well, imagined. So many, <laughs> I guess. Like even outside of the franchises, like the four main ones, there's there's a lot. And I I also have a lot that's just like never been subtitled. Um, yeah, that I can also dig into. So that's the one of those things where knowing that it doesn't exist hole. makes me want it more. <laughs> like I want to yeah, watch Blue yeah, Squad, yeah. and the only reason I want to watch more Blue Squad is because I know I can only watch those first two, and I watched them, and they were fun. And if I had them all, if I had access to them all, I probably wouldn't watch them all. It would take me forever. <laughs> There's actually more than two available, just not like officially. But yes, even, yeah. even like the entire show is uh, nah, has yeah. never been like fully translated. But it might happen because they're like people are still working on the Metal Hero shows, and they're almost all of them subtitled. So Blue okay. Swap will be like one of the final ones, yeah, uh, to be completed. But if it loses its appeal to you then that doesn't really matter like, yeah. <laughs> by being a completely available show. <laughs> yeah. You know? I, but, but, I, I would watch it, but it would just, yeah, it would take me a long time. But the, okay, the yeah. but I do, I did enjoy, um, I would like to see more of it because I heard that it started a little bit more as like a cop tokusatsu show. And then yeah, they yeah. got, I think they got kiddier as it went on. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Maybe that yeah. sometimes happens in these shows. Like when they fail to hit their target audience, they, Make it stupid, stupider, and try to <laughs> appeal more to the kids, and yeah, that happens for sure. That's uh, funny. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, getting into Tokusatsu for me definitely was like the thing you just mentioned. Something being so fringe and niche that you're like, I, I, I very much am always up, uh, attracted to stuff that yeah. I'm like, it feels hard to get, hard to find. No one's talking about this. I want to yeah. find out everything about it. Yeah, which, which is what I've been doing like the last six months since starting <laughs> uh, Gavon. I've, I'm on my 21st, 22nd Tokusatsu yeah. season now. They're not long <laughs> seasons, but still, you know, I'm still going strong. And yeah, I don't see myself stopping. I, I feel like I'm in for life now. Totally. This stuff. So, you know, it's a life uh, sentence of fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. Honestly, it's. <laughs> Of the like twenty or so shows I've seen, there's like maybe two I would call a skip. Yeah. The other ones I'm like, yeah, this is worth watching. Nice. All, all the way. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Well, <laughs> should we end it at that then? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. 
that was fun. I enjoyed that uh, that corner that we got into there. Yeah, no, same. Um, uh, I was like worried. I'm like, I don't have movies to talk about. <laughs> what am I going to talk about? I guess I'll I'm just talk about what I've been watching. Hell yeah. Which is not movies. <laughs> of course. Who cares? It's our show. <laughs> yeah, true. Like, we make the rules. And yeah. if, you, if, if you don't like it, let us know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but please let us know if you do like yeah, it. Yeah, don't stop listening. Just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you can go to credbuddies.club and find all of our information there. You can go to backdashrow.com and find other episodes of this show and more writing and other fun stuff. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at YCKMD. And Carlo is, uh, let's see if I can remember. You're Carlo Go Carlo on Twitter, Twitter and you're Psycho Pike on Letterboxd. Yep, that's it. Hell yeah. Uh, and if you're still listening to this, let us know what you're going to watch in, in fall for Halloween. Um and otherwise, yeah. See you later, alligator. Bye. Bye-bye.